Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. All right, here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. Early in the third, the Capitals lead the Canadians 3-1. Late second period, New Jersey up 2-1 on Ottawa. Early in the second period, Maple Leafs leading Nashville 2-1. Lightning and Stars are scoreless. Getting underway in about an hour, the Blues and the Canucks. And then at 8.30 tonight, it's the Ducks and the Sharks. The Oilers will play the Flames on Wednesday night. Cassian back in the lineup after his suspension. Matthew Kachuk coming to town. The Oilers practice this afternoon at West Edmonton Mall. That's where we're doing inside sports from tonight. I'm by the Aldo right at the end of Bourbon Street. Oscar Kleffbaum and Gaetan Haas are signing autographs just a few feet away. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And I am pleased to be joined by a gentleman who has a very interesting hobby, some might call it, perhaps some might call it an obsession even. Many would, yes. <laughs> Matthew Duchak is here, and the website and the YouTube channel, I guess. Yes. Uh, and the Twitter account, Best Edmonton Mall. Well, Best Ed Mall for the Twitter account. That's right. Which but, I uh, tweeted out, but bestedmontonmall.com. Okay, so I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to dive right in here. What possessed you to become a basically self-appointed West Edmonton Mall historian? Uh, that's a good question. It's one I get uh, asked a lot. I was, years back, speaking with uh, some people that I knew and worked with that were younger than me. And I was talking about, oh, I really, really miss the submarine ride. And they just looked at me cockheaded and they said, there was no submarine ride. There's no submarine ride there. I said, yes, there was. And they said, no, I can show you. There's nowhere in the mall that a submarine would go. And I couldn't find any footage. I couldn't find any, you know, much information about it. So I realized that someone needed to step up and make these, uh, I guess, semi-historic videos about them all. How many videos have you made? Oh, I believe I have over 60 or 70 now. Well, they're very well made. I definitely have not watched all of them, but they're like little mini documentaries. Yes. Uh, And so you've taken footage from a variety of sources and shot some yourself. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, the idea was to make little mini, as you said, documentaries about every aspect of the mall. Uh, everything from, like I said, the submarines to uh, how Bourbon Street used to actually look like a, well, Bourbon Street in Louisiana. Uh, to, you know, the old food courts, to the Bronze Whale, uh, to some rides in Galaxyland, you know, you name it. All right, so what, how many, when did you start, sorry, how many years ago was this? Oh my goodness, that's a good question. I'd say between three and four is when I started to really get the idea of doing it. So it's only been a few years. And what has the reaction been? Surprisingly positive. I, I, 
To be honest, I cannot believe how how well people respond to my stuff and my videos, and I'm still blown away by how many people uh, enjoy watching nostalgic videos about them all. I thought I was the only one. I thought I was appealing to maybe a handful of five or ten people, but uh, I have over 14,500 subscribers now, so there's at least that many people who are as obsessed with them all as I am. The, well, that's incredible, but again, I, find my, I found myself, because when this was set up last week, when I, uh, I I knew that I was going to be doing the show here, I thought, okay, I want to do something on the mall, and I, I found your name, and I'm reading all this stuff, and I was like, wow, like he's he's diving right in. But I found myself very interested, and as someone, for me, the mall was built when I was a, a pretty young kid, like what, probably six or seven. Sure. So I've been coming here since that age, and you're slightly younger than the mall itself. So what what is your relationship? Like, have you been coming here since you were a little guy? The earliest memories of, of coming to the mall, uh, I, I sorry, the earliest memories of my life are of coming to the mall, absolutely. I remember one of my earliest memories, period, was my father saying, we have to go to West Edmonton Mall, they have this new thing called the laser maze. I had no idea. I must have been <laughs> four or five years old, maybe. And it was actually, uh, they called it a, a walkthrough video game. And uh, this was before VR, so in order to immerse yourself, you had to physically walk through rooms shooting laser guns or light guns at, at robots on the wall. And it was, you know, it was one of my first memories of the mall. And looking back on it, there's so many interesting things about the mall. And one of them is that Roly Crump, he's a Disney Imagineer. He worked for Disney. He worked on uh, the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. He worked on uh, It's a Small World ride. He actually designed and built that ride for the people who were launching it here in the mall. So, like, you have no idea the connections of, of, of these things. Like, have you ever just thought going to the mall and be like, do you want to hire me? Like, I can be your archivist? That's, that's, <laughs> I get that question a lot. I've never, I've never approached the mall from an, an official capacity, but uh, I have to say they've been really great. Uh, they saw my videos early on, and uh, they've been really good at letting me, you know, get some, some behind-the-scenes footage. Like, I was able to see how uh, the wave panels worked in the World Water Park and get a tour back there and make a video about that. So they've been, they've been really great, and, I, and I'm very lucky that they have been. Matthew Duchak joining us on Inside Sports. We're broadcasting live from West Edmonton Mall. He is a, a West Edmonton Mall historian. That's the title I am bestowing on you. Thank you. Uh, BestEdmontonMall.com. You can find that on YouTube as well. It really is fascinating if, if you have any sort of connection with this. I mean, it is a crazy place. Don't you think? Like, you know, I, I, I know you were probably driving here or walking around already, but McDavid, Connor McDavid had a great clip when we talked to him after practice where he said, I only come here if I really have to. Like, that's truly what a lot of Edmontonians say, though, isn't yeah, it? Isn't it, that amazing? It's Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's unusual, the love-hate relationship that Edmontonians seem to have with this place. <laughs> but in, even myself, when I started making my videos, I'm like, I had some self-doubt. I was thinking to myself, oh, man, I'm kind of kind of a loser making <laughs> videos about a mall. But you got to think about it. It's more than just a mall. It, it had the world's largest indoor amusement park, the world's largest uh, indoor... Uh, water park. It was the world's largest mall in Edmonton. Yeah. I mean, we're 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 let's not you know we're not a we don't have 30 million people here. We have the world's largest mall, and it was built in 1981 when we had a population of half a million people. How does this get to be the world's largest mall? I mean, it's it really blows your mind. We are lucky, and I think people just take it for granted. So, have you been able to talk to any people involved in those 
early stages or a Grimesian or anybody like that? No, I haven't spoken with any of the Grimesians. Um, I have spoken with some people here at the mall who have been here for 30 years. Um, there are some great people at the World Water Park. Uh, they gave me, the, like I said, the tour of the wave panels back there. And the gentleman, I believe his name was Joe, and if it's not, I, he'll have to forgive me. Uh, he's been here for 30-some years. Like, he's seen those wave panels in production. He knows the original stories. When they turned on those wave panels for the very first time, they hadn't tested it. The water flew out of the water park and, and drenched all places in, in the water, threw out of the wave pool and, and, and drenched the water park in, in areas that were never meant to have water on them. So, you know, it's like funny stories like that we still have here in the mall. So, you, the, the video I watched, uh, the, the most recent video I watched was your one on the submarines. Mm -hmm. And you, you made a great point in there about the West Hampton Mall in relation to the Canadian Navy at the time. Yes. <laughs> it, was a, it was a highly touted fact, but uh, we had more submarines here in the West Hampton Mall than the Canadian Navy did. And uh, so... You know, the joke is if, if anyone ever attacks uh, West Hampton Mall, they're never going to make it to the Gap because we'll stop them. We got, we got the Navy. <laughs> that's, that's right. What, what's your favorite all-time mall attraction? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, personally, it's the submarines, but I also uh, it's too hard to put. I love the submarines. I loved the Drop of Doom, which is now gone. Uh, I loved the fire-breathing dragon at the Silver City uh, Cinema. Um, and I... You know what? Scratch that. My number one favorite attraction was the Lazy River Ride in the World Water Park. Uh, it now closed. You can still see the shell of it, but it uh, it was like to me the best slide in, in the entire park and my favorite attraction. Can you stick around for about ten more minutes? Because I got more questions for you. I'd love to. I want to encourage people to text in their favorite all-time attraction at West Edmonton Mall, or maybe the attraction they miss the most. You can text that to 780-496-0063. We'll go uh, deeper into Matthew's brain and his memory. That's sweet. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We uh, bring you Matthew Duchak from bestedmontonmall.com on Inside Sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in live from West Edmonton Mall tonight. The Oilers are signing autographs. Clefbaum and Haas are right behind me. We may be able to get a minute with Oscar Clefbaum between 7.30 and 8. We'll try to get that for you tonight. Uh, we're by the Aldo at the end of Bourbon Street. Matthew is here uh, who uh, runs uh, bestemptomall.com. Sorry, Matthew Duchak. And again, if people are looking for the spelling of your name online, D-U-T-C-Z-A-K. You got it. And it's Duchak. I'm saying that. You are saying it correctly. Of, kind of right. More correct than 90% of the people <laughs> out there. <laughs> so you were talking about some of the, the attractions that have come and gone. Cam in Red Deer says, I miss the old Bourbon Street. And he also misses Circuit Circus by the food court. Uh, circus but circus. that's where now the other 
I think video it's type called thing New is. Play. I can't remember, but yeah, it's it's still an arcade. Thankfully, it's nice to still have an arcade in, in the mall there. Um, but yeah, Bourbon Street. It. Uh, it opened with Phase 3 uh, in the 1986 expansion. Well, so we're looking down at right now. Yeah. And is this, in your mind, one of the unfortunate changes they've made to the mall? In my mind, I like the theme. I love the themes. And this, it just doesn't have a theme anymore. It's still nice. The, I mean, the ceiling is beautiful. You're not going to see that in any food court or any part of the mall. So it's still nice. It's still gorgeous. But I miss it looking like a street. I miss seeing the lampposts. And they used to have a taxi cab parked in the middle. And they used to have uh, statues of jazz musicians and, and you know, beat cops and, and other fun things in there. So it, it would, you know, I believe, you know, it still looks great. It's modern. It's nice. But I, I miss the theme for sure. Yeah, it, 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 it feels a little, and I remember those old, old statues and maybe they wouldn't all fly in this uh, day no, and age. I'm not sure if they'd all be uh, appropriate <laughs> these days, but back then uh, they sure seemed to be. Cole misses the jumping fountains at the old food court. I used to love those too. Yeah. The water always went in perfectly. Yeah, the, uh, they were eventually changed to Cosmos Space Fountain and they were put in Galaxy Land. Yeah, the, everyone loved those. The snake, the water snake. This texture says the dragon freaked me out the first time I felt the heat of the flame. Uh, another texture misses the old indoor go-karts. Yeah, the go-karts. They used to be um, over by where the mirror maze and the mini golf is now, kind of close to Galaxy Land. That was also home to Kidtropolis, which has a lot of love. Uh, that was a little area where, you know, as a kid, you'd drop off for the day. They'd watch you. Your parents could go shopping, and you could pretend to do all types of different jobs all day and actually earn money and then trade that money in for trees. It was really fun. Uh, Ryan thought the rooftop driving range was pretty cool. Yeah, that was very cool. But it, you, I, I spoke with people at the mall about what happened to that, and they said it's it's hard to convince people to get their golf clubs, drive to the mall, put their golf clubs over their shoulder, walk through the mall, and go up through the water park. You know, it was just, right. <laughs> it was a really great idea. I do miss it too. I thought it was awesome, but it's just, it's some things unfortunately can't work, I guess. Travis said, oh, you should know this, being the unofficial mall historian. Uh, what year did they change the Fantasyland logo? What year did it become Galaxyland? Oh, Fantasyland, uh, it, the park opened as Fantasyland in 1983. Uh, right. It was its first phase, expanded in 1985-86 uh, with its grand opening. And uh, about eight years later, in 1994, Disney uh, unfortunately sued the mall over the name because they have Fantasyland and Disneyland, and they were forced to change the name. They had a contest in Galaxyland. It's, it's been Galaxyland that long already? It has been Galaxyland since 1994. Well, 95, I guess, because 94, they, wow. they actually operated for a short time as the amusement park at West Hampton Mall because they didn't have a name. Just like just like the uh, Baltimore was just the Baltimore CFL team for a while. Oh, yeah. Right, right, whether they couldn't be the Colts, or they couldn't be the uh, the, the uh, Colts anymore. Exactly. Uh, this texture says, uh, I love the best Edmonton Mall videos, exactly the content I want but wouldn't expect. That's probably the greatest way to sum up your website. You know what? That's... That's, you should use that as your slogan. That's surprise. I mean, that might be my new motto. And to be honest with you, that's exactly how. That's the best description you can make for the. Okay, so we're doing a lot of nostalgia here, and, and thanks too for telling your story and, and why you did this and what you love about them all. But we're doing a lot of nostalgia. But this is still a place people come. Tourists still do do come here. Thirty million a year. Jeez, that's incredible. I don't know if they're all tourists, but 30 million visitors 30 million visitors a year, so a yeah. good chunk of that would be, be tourists for sure. So what does the mall have now in your mind that's still, like we've talked about the nostalgia and things people miss. What are its strengths in your mind right now? Well, I mean, the World Water Park is still 
one of the world's largest indoor water parks with one of the world's largest indoor wave pools. I mean, you can surf in a shopping mall here. You can't really do that anywhere else. Uh, Galaxyland is still a fantastic amusement park, one of the world's largest. Uh, they just signed a deal with Hasbro to re-theme, so that's going to bring you know some new energy as well. Uh, we have skating rinks, we have casinos, we have a an amazing hotel with with theme rooms. Yeah, I mean, there's the mall exists today still as like this. It's still technically the largest in North America based on leasable area. That might change with the new. Uh, again, Triple Five. They're all owned by Triple Five, so right. it's a win-win for Edmonton because it's an Edmonton-based company. But Good point. Uh, I mean, it's still one of the largest shopping centers in the world and entertainment centers. So I mean, it's it's definitely unique. And and the Oilers used to practice here a lot more often. The the rookies practiced here during the rookie camp, and and the Oilers practiced here today. Do you, in your mind? Do you think that should happen more often? Oh, I am thrilled to see it, to be yeah. honest. You know, back in back in the 80s and 90s, the mall was a spectacle. You know, it's a little less common these days because mega malls exist elsewhere, but back then it was a spectacle, and they went that extra mile to make it look and feel like a one-of-a-kind experience. And having a professional hockey team, you know, regularly practice in the mall where you can come and see. I mean, I have a video of, uh, of Mark Messier skating up and down that, that, that rink over there. So to see that back, that is awesome. They really actually are doing a good job of bringing the fun back to the mall. What's the deal? Is, okay, is the whale's mouth still here or not? Uh, as of right now, it is, yes. They but it moved, right? It moved. It, was, it used to be right near where we are? Yeah, right beside us here in front of the okay. and HMV store, but uh, they moved it oh, to make... Right. They moved it to make uh, room for seating for people waiting <laughs> for the Victoria's Secret. That was the, you know, the biggest addition in Western <laughs> Canada right. for a while. The, mall, uh, the whale went away, and they brought it back and put it over where Sears was. But, you know, rest in peace, Sears. So Yeah, uh, geez, that's another thing. Yeah. Speaking of malls, that space is empty at Kingsway. That's my uh, that's my local mall. Yeah, it's anger stores are struggling, but you know you still like there's still really crazy high occupancy here. So there's still a formula that works. How often do you do you come to West Hampton Mall, Matthew? Oh, in this uh, day and age, in any, this phase of your life. <laughs> Between daily and monthly, I'll say. You know, some some months I'll come multiple times uh, in a week, and sometimes I'll I'll show up and I'll be like, wow, I haven't been here in a month, you know, and it feels so. It's It, it varies, but I'm still here a lot. All right. And and as you referenced, you, you work with younger people, newer Edmontonians, and you're, you're happy to educate them. Yes, I'm happy to educate them, and, and if you know everything I do, I'm just happy to have a video to show you, and then we can get nostalgic together. When are we getting the next video on Best Edmonton Mall? Uh, well, that's a very good question. I've been asked that a lot. Uh, there's one coming up, uh, I'm hopefully, hopefully in the coming month here. Um, there's going to be maybe a month or two, one on Palladium, which has been a very big uh. ask. That was the mega arcade in Phase 4. Uh, that only lasted for four years, but it really was a spectacle. So, yeah, that was that was quite a spectacle for sure. Well, Matthew, thanks for dropping by uh, again. So your bestemptonmall.com on YouTube. YouTube. Just type in Best Edmonton Mall. Yeah, YouTube.com/slash/bestedmontonmall. Twitter is Best Ed Mall. That's and you right. Facebook too. Yeah, Best Ed Mall on Facebook, and then on Instagram, Real Best Edmonton Mall. Oh, I gotta look at that one too. I don't think I, I have you on Instagram. All right. <laughs> it's just. And really quick, I'm gonna be uh, speaking uh, with the Edmonton Historical Society tomorrow at 7:30 p.m. at the Old Timers Cabin on Sto Scona Road. Oh, right on Scona Road. Yeah. 7:30 tomorrow. 7:30 tomorrow. So if you really, really into the nostalgic West Edmonton Mall looking feel, there's more of this coming up tomorrow. I, I, I so 
admire what you've done. Like well, it, it's such a neat, such an awesome thing, and, and and you're a great Edmontonian. Thank well, you thank you so by. much. It's my pleasure. That is Matthew Duchak, BestEdmontonMall.com. We're live in West Edmonton Mall. Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 6:30. Chat. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. NHL tonight, Capitals lead the Canadians 3-2 in the third. Start of the third period, Devils up 2-1 on the Senators. Late second period, Maple Leafs leading the Preds 4-1. Lightning up 1-0 on the Stars late second period. We're live in West Edmonton Mall. The Oilers are signing autographs. We quickly have Oscar Clefbaum given his signing hand a, a bit of a break. Oscar, thanks for stopping by. A little bit of a different day for you guys. Uh, the later practice, the practice in the mall, now the autographs. What's it like for you? Yeah, it's it's different for sure. Um, but it's fun. Obviously, it's, it's fun to see uh, many fans in, in here. And obviously, to, to practice in here was... Uh, it was uh, it's a memory for sure. It was the uh, first time, and uh, it was a lot of fun. You grew up obviously in in Sweden. Did you were you aware of this mall and what it was before you became an Edmontonian? Uh, I I was probably the first time uh, I actually came over and, and went went through a mall like this. It was Mall of America in, in Minneapolis when I was drafted, and then uh, and then uh, obviously I got drafted by Edmonton, and, and they told me we have a, a similar one here. So obviously I've been here a couple of times, been lost here a couple of times. Uh, obviously take my fam- friends and family when they come over, and it's a good spot. Okay, just one more quick one for you. You guys are back to work, and you're thrown right into it on Wednesday against the Calgary Flames, and the last time you played them obviously was extremely heated tell us a little bit about the prep and the ramp up for this game <laughs> yeah it's going to be it's going to be a fun one obviously it's going to be a very important stretch for us here now with a with a couple important games um it's it's uh, it's a lot of emotions and and i like the the battle of alberta is back for sure uh in full full meaning so it's going to be uh it's going to be very important to get uh, some points out of these uh, first couple games here oscar thanks for doing this i know you got hundreds of fans waiting i'll let you get <laughs> back to work that's fine Ritz. that is oscar defenseman for your edmonton Oilers joining us here at uh, the end of Bourbon Street by the Aldo here at West Edmonton Mall. He hops right back into his autograph chair to uh, get through to people. Uh, loyal Inside Sports listener Jeremy from Glendon is here along with one of his friends. Good to see you guys. Jeremy, your buddy's on the show tomorrow. He's on the show tomorrow. We got uh, Jeremy helped us uh, hook us up with a uh, former Bonneville Pontiac Hobie Baker nominee for Arizona State University, which is uh, pretty cool. So thanks for that. Thanks for that. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, a little teaser there for you. Uh, all right. Oilers and Flames, that game I was asking Oscar about, is uh, going to be on Wednesday, 6 o'clock face-off show. Puck will drop at 8. Now, the Flames play tomorrow. They play St. Louis tomorrow. And then the Oilers will play St. Louis on Friday. And then Oilers and Flames again on Saturday. So uh, the uh, the Oilers will get the Flames on the second half of the back-to-back on Wednesday and then the Flames will get a couple days off and get the Oilers in the second half of the uh, back-to-back on Saturday night. We, we have a couple more memories of, of Kobe Bryant coming up in this half hour of the show, but uh, if you've been listening, we have a huge West Edmonton Mall theme to this one as well. But, man, what an awesome interview with Matthew Duchak, 
who uh, dropped by, runs the website bestedmontonmall.com, and he's basically a historian for the mall. And it's interesting, after doing that interview, how many texts I got in of people saying, oh, yeah, I watched that, or, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool, or, yeah, I'm glad he educated people on some of the things that, that used to be here. So that, that was pretty cool. Uh, I, one of the all-time great Edmontonians who knows a lot about this place, too, Gene Principe. Joined by Gene Principe, who may or may not have been the first customer ever at West Edmonton Mall. <laughs> you know, I will say this. I can't remember that uh, I used to come down here to the, uh, uh, well, the bars. And uh, how else can I put it? Not for the restaurants, but for the bars. And actually, my father worked on uh, West Edmonton Mall, the original, and then uh, the expansion to sort of the second part, West Edmonton Mall. So kind of always was kind of cool coming here knowing that my dad had a very tiny, tiny, tiny hand in helping build this monstrosity, this beautiful part of Edmonton that is such a, you know, a tourist attraction. Well, it is pretty amazing. I remember when we would drive in from Evansburg, you'd be a few miles outside of Edmonton, and the mall was the first structure you could see, because it was, that was the edge of the city, 178th Street. Oh, absolutely, and I mean, listen, uh, through my work with the Oilers and other travel, when you tell people you're from Edmonton, there's usually three things that they say, and not necessarily in this order. Wayne Gretzky, Edmonton Oilers, West Edmonton Mall. And sometimes it's cold. Those would be maybe the fourth thing. But if you're traveling in the summer, people aren't necessarily got their mind on winter. So it's a huge attraction. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things because we live here all the time. Like, you would, you would have to pay me in millions to get me here on Boxing Day. But my daughter was here, boom. She was here on Boxing Day. It's, it's incredible to think of Edmonton back then in the early 80s which would have been, a, no, it still was a city, but not what it is now. To have that, that mindset to build something like this, thinking, can this work in this kind of a city? Uh, you know, great thought on the part of the Gramesians. Well, and again, you and I, having known the mall since it opened, we forget people still come here. I mean, my aunt from Ontario came out to Edmonton for the first time in, in years a few summers ago, and she said, can you take me out to West Ed? And my dad and I were kind of like, what? Yeah. But she was like, well, what? Like, isn't the, Don't you have an indoor water park? I just want to see it. But no, true. We had uh, we had some relatives in, well, a number of years ago from Italy, but more recently from Germany on my wife's side, and this where they wanted to come. They wanted to come to West Edmonton Mall because of the attractions, because of everything you can see here. Imagine if you're from a, a smaller town or could be a big city from somewhere anywhere around the world and you come here and you see water park you see a roller coaster and, and and all the availability of that you see a hotel you see a hockey rink you see a casino you see shopping you see food I mean it, it's a bit overwhelming I don't know if people kind of split this up and one of the nice things about uh, the mall is I often get here in the summer for the brick invitational and I mean it's just a total getaway these kids come here it's high-level hockey as you know and your listeners know but then they go to the water park at night and and they're hanging around the mall and the and the, the, the women and the men are doing some shopping so it's one of those gems that we sort of take for granted when you live here but if you're not from here it's one of the best spots in the world Gene I'll meet you at the phase three food court after my show and you're buying yes great about time. Well, there it is. I owe Gene Principe dinner. Well, there are worse people to dine with. 
Uh, this has been a fun one, uh, a fun one tonight. Kellen Kennedy is back at the 6:30 Chet Broadcasting Compound. Kellen, how are you doing, old boy? Doing great. Welcome back, bud. Dare I ask how your weekend was? Uh, yeah, well, obviously with the news that, that broke yesterday, it was kind of on the emotional side and that stuff. But I was able to hang out with some friends last night and partake in a little tradition that we call the Royal Rumble. And, uh, yeah, it was a great show. Now, how was the Royal Rumble? Can you give me a, a brief review? Because as you know, you are my only conduit to the world of professional wrestling. <laughs> well, the only one that I'll talk to you. But anyway, um, yeah, no, it was a great show. I thought it was a, a, an awesome pay-per-view. Both Rumble matches delivered. I fought the men's Rumble this year over-delivered with Drew McIntyre winning. That was a brand new, uh, just kind of a, 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 not a new wrestler that they're pushing, but a new face in the main event circle that they're going to push for this year's WrestleMania. And uh, Charlotte Flair winning the uh, women's Rumble was uh, in a very entertaining fashion. It was pretty good. Okay, so the dude's name is Drew McIntyre? That's right. Uh, okay, aren't wrestlers supposed to have names like Macho Man, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan? You know, shouldn't he be Dangerous Drew or Dia- Di- Diabolical Drew? Well, they do. This, like Drew McIntyre, it sounds like he's a, he's an accountant. Well, they do call him is the Scottish... Si- uh, they, Does he come out and do your taxes <laughs> and then beat you over the head with a tax calculator? They do call him the Scottish Psychopath, Reed. So that's uh, a little bit of a, a, a nickname that... Uh, there you go. So, Okay, so Drew McIntyre won the Royal Rumble. Whatever happened to that yes, yes, yes guy? He had a normal name. <laughs> Daniel Bryan? He's Daniel still around. Bryan. How come they don't have fun names anymore? We're like the ultimate warrior, you know? Well, because he was the ultimate warrior, and now he's gone, so well, there can be nobody that like can be that. the ultimate you warrior. you got to quit using actual human names and use wrestling names. That's my request. I'm going to write hmm. Vince McMahon a letter. Is he still the guy? Yes, Yep, hey, he's dear still the guy. Vince, during the commercial, I'm going to write the letter. He might be a little wrapped up with the XFL, though. I'm just, asking, I'm just saying. But Inside Sports on 630 Chet, live from West Edmonton Mall. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chet. Do you think your daughter might want to play in the WNBA? She does for sure. She does? Like, I, I don't, it means this, this kid, man. She's Wouldn't like, that be great? Dude, man, I, I'm telling you. The best thing, the best thing that happens is when we go out and, and, and fans will come up to me and she'll be standing next to me and they'll be like, "Hey, you gotta have a boy. You and V gotta have a boy, man. Somebody carry on the tradition, the legacy." She's like, "Oi, I got this. You know, boy, for that, I got this. Like that's right. Yes, you do. You got this." Kobe Bryant on Jimmy Kimmel talking about his daughter Gianna. Two of the nine people killed yesterday in that tragic helicopter crash. For a little more on Kobe Bryant, a guy who covered him as the Lakers beat writer for the Los Angeles Times, Arash Markazi. Arash, welcome to Inside Sports in Edmonton. How are you doing? I am well, thanks. Thanks a lot for checking in tonight. Obviously, you know, you're a writer for the LA Times. You've covered the LA Lakers and you've interviewed Kobe Bryant several times during your career. Man, uh, I'll start with a, a tough question, but but I want to get your reaction. Just as the the news was was breaking yesterday, and you were reacting, and you were you were seeing all the reaction from around the sports world and really around the world in general. What was this day like for you? It was surreal, you know, and it's still as we're uh, one day removed. It's still surreal. It doesn't make sense. It's. Um yeah, it's still hard to kind of look at the television and see, you know, 1978 to 2020. It doesn't seem, uh, it doesn't seem right. So um, I landed in Miami to cover the Super Bowl, and my I, I, I turned on my phone. There was like 65 text messages and all these 
people are contacting me, and I and I, and I don't know what has happened. So again, uh, it's it's a it, it's a tough day for all of Los Angeles for sure. Tell me a little bit about. And, and, you know, the, the media player relationship is, is kind of an interesting one because I think you try to build a mutual respect. I don't know if you ever really, uh, while players are playing, if you can say you necessarily develop friendships with them, you, you, you keep it professional. But what was it like for you as a media person dealing with Kobe and, and some of the interviews you had and maybe times he, he was a little more candid with you? Yeah, you know, towards the end of his career, he became really reflective, and he was a great guy to talk to about a variety of topics, not just about himself and the Lakers, but about, you know, what's happening around the world, what's happening in um, international basketball and, and, and things of that nature. And so he was a, a, a fantastic player to talk to towards the end of his career, where I think he, he just kind of enjoyed um, having a platform to speak, and so talking to him pre and post game was always a lot of fun. But in particular, at the end of his career, I thought. Let, let's talk a little about him as a player. We, we, we've all seen him play, certainly for Canadian fans. The angle with the the eighty-one point game against the Raptors is something that's come up a lot uh, in Canada over the last. 24 hours you know we know he was a wildly successful player a champion and an elite scorer what how do you think he was able to to separate we hear a lot about his competitive fire and the the juices that 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 flowed when when you remember him as a player what allowed him to play at such a high level for so long you know i mean he just worked so hard no no nobody really put in the kind of work that he did obviously he has his own god-given talent and abilities but there was this uh innate drive in him to to always be the best and to work harder and i know it's cliche but he really was the first one in the gym and the last one to leave i mean you know he he would uh routinely get to the practice facility before the sun came up so um, I think that's the one thing that always drove him is is that no one was going to like outwork him. He 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 was going to be the first one in the gym and the last one to leave. You know, so many so many levels to this tragedy. Other lives lost in the crash, including his his 13 year old daughter, and uh, you know his wife Vanessa. Um, they had other you know and, and their family. What what can you tell us about Kobe? the the father especially as his kids got older and, and he got a little older as well yeah i mean he loves his kids so much i mean i think gianna's passion for basketball really reinvigorated his passion for the game and so uh he loved uh, going to games with her he loved talking about the game with her and so that that was something that really uh you know, he had no um, aspirations to be a coach or a gm but he loved coaching her team you know, he he leaves us so young, and his basketball career had ended, but there was this whole other future that, that he was going to write. It's been brought up a lot. You know, he won an Oscar. Uh, you mentioned his relationship with his daughter and his support of, of women's sports. I, I guess I, I, I sit here reading in about a lot of stuff about Kobe and wondering what might have been. Did you kind of find yourself having those thoughts too? How could have he contributed? What other field might have he gone on to to inspire people or, or to probably be successful at given his drive? 
Yeah, I mean, he definitely wanted to inspire the next generation. When you look at some of the stuff he, he, he was doing, it was, uh, you know, a, a children's book, a, a cartoon, coaching a youth uh, team. And so it was really inspiring that next generation of players. And so you certainly think of that, and you certainly think of what Gianna could have been. And so it, it's um, heartbreaking that we're not going to find out. Yeah, well said. Arash, I know it's a busy time for you. I know this is a very tragic story for, for Los Angeles, so thanks for weighing in tonight on Inside Sports. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. That is Arash Markazi checking in tonight from the Los Angeles Times, former beat writer for the L.A. Lakers with some of his remembrances of Kobe Bryant. We, uh, we have a local guy who uh, has a personal story as well, and we've had this gentleman on the show several times in the past. He's uh, one of the creative forces behind the excellent documentaries Making Coco, The Life Story of Grant Fuhr, uh, Ice Guardians as well. Uh, he has the uh, documentary out about Danny Trejo as well. Adam Scorgi continues to work on a bunch of projects, and several years ago he got to meet Kobe Bryant. Adam, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Well, it's great to have you on the show, and thanks for taking time to, to talk to us. Obviously, the, the sports world, and I think the, the world in general, rocked here by the passing of Kobe Bryant. You've posted on your social media a, a picture of you and Kobe together several years ago. What's the story behind that photograph, Adam? Yeah, I was lucky enough to uh, work with Colby and sit down and interview him when we were working on I Am Bruce Lee. Uh, Colby Bryant was a giant Bruce Lee fan and martial arts fan and actually learned how to use the nunchucks when he was a kid, the, the foam ones, and he had agreed to do an interview. So uh, I was fortunate enough to get to actually meet Black Mamba and, and see just how he is in person and not just uh, the myth and legend on the basketball court. That, that's another side to a very interesting guy. Tell us about his passion for Bruce Lee and for martial arts. Yeah, well, I think, as I, I mentioned just before we got on air there, is that, you know, he was a huge uh, Bruce Lee fan and martial arts fan. But also, you know, when we were doing I Am Bruce Lee, the black community and minority communities were really into Bruce Lee because he was one of the first action stars that they'd ever seen that was not Caucasian. So a lot of people really, really got behind Bruce Lee, and that's why he's still, to this day, such like an iconic figure in the martial arts world and action movie world. Um, and Colby was just tremendous with us. I mean, I was just a line producer and production manager at the time, and we had to put out the rule of, like, no photos and no asking for autographs and none of that. And after the shoot was done, he, he got up and shook everybody's hand, which a lot of talent doesn't, right? They go to, they're like, okay, I'm done, I'm out. And then he's like, does anybody want to do any, like, photos or anything? And all of us, like, put our hands, and then the executive producers couldn't really say anything, right? Because once... Once the talent allows you to, and, you know, he really took time to, like, say, you know, like, hey, you're Adam, nice to meet you, thank you for today, and then, like, took photos with everyone. So that's why I was pretty pretty sad to hear the news yesterday because um, I had the opportunity to work with Colby. And then also, you know, we're very similar in age and, you know, his daughter passing too, and she'd be the same age as my daughter. And, you know, from what I heard, she was quite the basketball uh, star and, you know, really wanted to kind of be the female version of her father. So... Sad day yesterday, definitely taken back um, after hearing the news. Well, and interesting, you got a little bit of, of glimpse of him as a person, that he was willing to spend a few extra minutes uh, with with you guys, because obviously you know, his, his, his time, I'm sure, was, was in demand, and he probably gets asked for a million photographs a day, but uh, he, he took a little time there to, to just be Kobe the human being. 
Yeah, he, no, he was awesome. And they were in playoffs then, and it was one of his last ones. And he was hiding an injury and everything, too. Um, so he really, you know, went out of his way that day to make that interview work and be, you know, courteous to our staff. I remember all of us were like, man, that just makes it like when we came out of there, like, man, okay, he's a star. He can speak fluent Italian because he's raised in Europe. He's awesome with all of us. And, like, you only, like, as a person, I was like, man, I really admire him. Of course, I admired him on the basketball court, but seeing the way that he treated everybody that day was definitely special for me. Okay. Well, Adam, thanks for sharing that experience. He's obviously going to be missed. Uh, pretty earth-shattering news, like I said. Thanks a lot for checking in, and uh, all the best with your future projects. We'll be talking about those, of course, down the road. My pleasure. Anytime. Yeah, it's our good buddy Adam Scorgi. Uh, interesting recollection that uh, he had of getting to meet Kobe Bryant briefly a few years ago. Okay, we're uh, winding her down tonight. This is, uh, I mean, despite obviously the tragedy of Kobe Bryant, this, is, this has been a really cool show to do from West Edmonton Mall. Thanks to the crew here for, for setting us up. We've been at the end of Bourbon Street. Great to meet a few listeners that came by and said hi. Really appreciate that. Angie Quinnell, thank you for your setup here from our uh, engineering department. Clef Baum and Haas signing right behind me. Uh, we had Oscar on for a couple of minutes. Uh, thanks to the Oilers for stopping the uh, the autograph lineup for uh, just a minute or two so we could get him on the air to you as well. And uh, Kellen Kennedy back at the 630 Chet Studio. Thanks. And Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports. Final look at the scoreboard tonight. Before we let you go, the Capitals have beaten the Canadians. 4-2. Tom Wilson had a goal in that game, up to 15 on the season. Petrie gets his seventh for the Canadians. The Senators leading the Devils 3-2 with nine minutes left. Early in the third, Toronto up 4-1 on Nashville. After two periods, it is the Lightning and the Stars tied 1-1. Blues and Canucks will start in a few minutes. The Ducks and the Sharks will begin at 8.30 tonight. Eskimos note today, they have a re-signed kick returner Christian Jones, who they acquired in a trade from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, midway through last season. Some portions of Inside Sports presented by Furnace Family. Experience the Furnace Family difference. Your Furnace Replacement Specialist with over 500 five-star Google reviews. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. I'm back in studio for the show tomorrow night. We'll have the latest from Oilers practice. They'll be at Rogers Place for an 11 o'clock practice tomorrow. We will also be joined... This is going to be fun. We've had this gentleman on the show before, and it's always a blast, by John Scott, former NHL enforcer. I'm sure he will give us some thoughts on the whole uh, Cassian Kachuk scenario and how he thinks uh, things should be handled on Wednesday night at Rogers Place. And don't forget, John Scott, a former All-Star Game MVP. Remember that? That was pretty fun. Kelly Rudy's going to be on on, uh, on Thursday this week. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Thanks to everybody who texted and called. Uh, I enjoyed some of your perspectives on the All-Star game as well. And i, I got to say a big thanks to Matthew Duchak from bestedmontonmall.com. Enjoyed the reaction to that interview, and that was pretty fun. Check out his website and YouTube channel. My name is Reed Wilkins. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.